Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I am so glad you're with me today. Thank you so much for being here. Please remember to follow along, hit the follow button wherever you're listening. If you're so inclined to like, I don't know, leave a review wherever you're listening, that would be cool too. But I hope everyone is doing well. I cannot believe that it's August. I am just getting over COVID. My first time in two and a half years. I lasted a while and then I got it. And boy, oh boy. Whew. Thankfully, I'm doing okay. Life is good. But man, so if you have COVID right now, I'm feeling your pain. I am feeling your pain. So it's actually really funny. I was talking to my producer last week about, I said, I don't know what to talk about on OKish this week because I've been sick and I'm just burnt out. <laughs> and she said, well, well, why don't you talk about burnout as a therapist? I thought, oh, that's kind of crazy. So I'm going to talk about burnout. And here's the thing. If you're a therapist listening, then you can obviously relate. But if you're not a therapist listening, please keep listening because we all experience different types of burnout. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about what therapist burnout can be like. But you can relate depending on whether you're burnt out with work or home life or school or whatever it may be. We all get burnt out. And quite frankly, I don't think we're talking about it enough. Like, I feel like companies and, you know, bosses and even myself will say things like, oh, yeah, you know, try to prevent burnout. Burnout is bad. But then do we actually like do anything about it? I don't really know. So that's why I'm talking about it today. So let me start by talking about therapist burnout, just because I am a therapist. So I know how that works more than other types of burnout. As you can imagine, listening to people talk about serious things in their lives can get a little bit tiring. And therapists are taught to have really, really good boundaries. Therapists are taught to practice leaving things at the door when they leave work, leaving work at work. But it's not as easy as that. And whether you're a therapist or not, I'm sure you can relate to this. If something bad happens at work, as much as you know, we want to leave it at the door, it's hard not to. I actually just had a client talking to me who is not a therapist, so they have a different type of job, but they were talking about how they're trying to have boundaries with work, but it's hard because they keep dreaming about work. <laughs> and they're like, um, so clearly I'm burnt out and I'm trying not to think about work, but my unconscious is making me think about it. So as much as we talk about leaving things at the door, it is just not possible all the time. It's not possible. 
And when we're therapists and we are hearing people's innermost secrets and we are hearing people's innermost traumas, it's tough. It's a huge honor. It's really great in a lot of ways, but it's also really, really tough. When I started as a therapist, I used to come home and think about clients a lot. You know, I would come home and think about what a client told me and kind of, you know, review it in my head of, did I say the right thing? You know, that type of thing. I honestly don't do that as much anymore. But what I notice that I do now that's a little bit differently is I won't necessarily come home and be thinking about like a specific story a client told me, but I'll have much less patience when I'm home. So for example, if I have kind of a hard day or I'm feeling a little bit burnt out and someone in my personal life is like, hey, can I talk to you about this? Can I pick your brain? I have like no patience for that. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. Can't hear it. I am out. I cannot do it. And that's actually been something that's really helpful for me to realize is to recognize when I'm not able to give that emotional support to other people, when I'm kind of tapped out with giving emotional support. And that's really, really hard. It's really hard to recognize that. And it's also really hard to say no to people we love, right? If someone I love comes to me and is like, hey, I'm really stressed. I want to talk to you about this. All I want to do is talk to them about it. I want to support them. I love them. But I have to be really, really, really honest about not being in a place to be able to support them, which which can be hard. Just being completely honest, that can be really, really hard to say no to because I don't want to disappoint the person I love. I want to be able to provide support to that person. So that can be really tricky. That can be really, really, really tricky. Another thing that can be tricky kind of in that same vein is sometimes I don't recognize when I'm burnt out. Can any of you relate to that? You know, you don't recognize when you're burnt out until you come home and like scream at your kid for no reason. And then you're like, oh, shoot, maybe I should look at this. I think that happens with most of us. We often don't recognize we're burnt out until I don't want to say it's too late because it's never too late to take care of ourselves. But until we're we're already kind of really burnt out, you know what I mean? I wish that there was ways to recognize the burnout a little bit better. I think so often when we're feeling like a, a hint of burnout, we just keep working. We just keep working and hope it goes away. And here's the bad thing about burnout. Well, there's a few bad things about burnout, but one of the bad things about burnout is that that doesn't work. It won't go away. It absolutely will not go away. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that. Like, oh, I'm kind of feeling a hit to burnout, but like, eh, I'll get through it. I have a vacation planned in two months. Well, that might not be good enough. I have in the past and I currently manage people and I am all about taking mental health days. If you just need a day off. The problem with that right now is that I see a lot of people who are trying to take mental health days in the moment. So like people who don't realize they need a mental health day and then they wake up one day and call in sick. That's not a great way to take a mental health day, right? Calling in sick is obviously something we don't want to be doing if we don't have to be doing it. I try to encourage people to predict 
which is hard, but try to be able to predict when we're going to need that mental health day, when we're going to need, I'm feeling a hint of burnout and it's Monday. I'm going to ask if I can take Friday off because I'm not feeling good and I don't think this is going to get better. That's hard to do. I have trouble doing it. I'm feeling burnt out right now. So I absolutely have trouble doing it. I think we all do. But I think it's important for us all to recognize that that burnout is not, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away if we ignore it. We got to actually do something about it, which is hard. It's hard to do something about it. I think another thing that's contributing to us all feeling burnt out is feeling like we have to do things. I get that. Sometimes I don't want to take time off because it's more of a pain in the butt to come back and like reschedule everything and like catch up from the time I took off than it is to just keep working. I hear that a lot from clients. I hear that a lot from friends that, you know, theoretically taking a week off sounds great. Theoretically coming in on a Monday, recognizing we're burnt out and asking for that Friday off sounds great. But like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to come back to 200 emails? It might not be. And so that's a really hard thing that I think prevents us all from taking care of ourselves. And there's no easy solution to that other than the fact that we need to continue to try to be as aware as we can, try to plan as much as we can. You know, as hard as that is, I think that that's really, really, really uh, valuable to do. I feel like as a therapist, burnout is really hard too, because I don't know if I have been judged for being burnt out, but I feel like I've been judged for being burnt out when I've said things like, I don't want to listen to people's problems. I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma. I should want to listen to people's problems. But at the end of the day, I'm human. Sometimes I don't want to listen to people's problems. And I think it would be weird if that wasn't the case once in a while. Any therapist who's listening to this, I am sure you have days where you're like, I just don't want to hear it. I am at my limit. I don't want to hear it. And I'm telling you all of this and I'm telling myself all of this that that's okay. If we just don't want to hear it, like, that's all right. That happens. That's called burnout. That's called being tired. That's called being human and, you know, being a little bit at our limit. All of that is okay. We have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. Whether we're burnt out with work, maybe things that are contributing to that include, you know, stuff at home with our family, or we're fighting with our spouse, or we're stressed about money, or whatever it may be. We usually, just as human beings, we have a lot going on. And we got to give ourselves this, like, grace and patience for the fact that it's okay to be burnt out. The fact that it doesn't mean I'm a bad therapist if once in a while I get to a point where I don't want to listen to people talk to me. I just don't. That's okay. I feel like I've also gotten judged before. Oh my gosh, I get this question all the time about, uh, I was talking a few minutes ago about having, you know, boundaries with work, leaving work at the door, that kind of thing. And people will ask me about that. They'll be like, oh my gosh, like, and people will do the like humble brag kind of like underhanded compliment kind of thing. People will be like, I couldn't do what you do because I would just be thinking about it and worried about it all the time because I care so much about other people. 
People say that to me literally all the time. And I want to tell you how that makes me feel. It makes me feel like absolute shit. (laughs) People will ask me, you know, how do you deal with all of this stuff and not bring it home? And I'll answer honestly. I'll say, you know, practice. I've been a therapist for 11 years. And so I've had a lot of practice kind of setting those emotional boundaries. It doesn't work all the time. I get burnt out. I need to do this. I need to do this. Right. I'll answer honestly. And people will respond with like, oh, I could never do that. I would just be, you know, thinking about it because I care so much about other people, like implying that I don't care about other people. Oh my gosh. And I think that like those types of responses prevent myself and prevent other people from admitting to burnout. <laughs> right. I I had a client the other day who was talking about how they're so stressed at work and they said something to the effect of like, well, you know, I'm not a brain surgeon, so I really shouldn't be stressed. Like we put these like caveats on ourselves. We put these like, oh, well, if you're a caring person, you would be more stressed. Or if you had a harder job, you would be more stressed. So you shouldn't be stressed. Like all of these things that at the end of the day, we're human beings. We are allowed to be stressed. We are allowed to be burnt out, whether we're a brain surgeon or whether whatever we whether we don't work. What, maybe we stay at home with our children. Maybe we whatever. Maybe we're retired. Who knows? We're still allowed to get stressed out. Yeah, it's nice and important, I think, to have the world view of, okay, it could be worse. I should be thankful for what I have. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to get stressed and we're not allowed to get burnt out. So therapists also often experience this thing called vicarious trauma, which is basically experiencing trauma vicariously. It's a process like anyone who engages empathetically with survivors of trauma is potentially affected. That goes for any type of health professional, any type of doctor. It can go for friends and support systems and loved ones of people experiencing trauma. And that's really hard. That's really, really hard. Not only is it hard because vicarious trauma, it feels bad, but it's also hard because we want to be supporting the person who actually experienced the trauma. And so there's a lot of like, judgments, whether it's from other people or from ourselves, about experiencing vicarious trauma. But it's important to recognize that that's a real thing, and it's a scary thing, and it's a potentially very damaging thing. And we need to take care of ourselves. Because as cliche as this sounds, how are we going to take care of other people and support other people if we're not taking care of ourselves? Like it's cliche for a reason because it's true. It's absolutely true. I think it's also okay to say that sometimes we just don't like what we do. I can safely say that I love being a therapist. I love it. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I love the brain. I love you know, people trusting me with their vulnerabilities. I love everything about it. And there are days where I just don't want to be a therapist. And that goes for anything. Kids, you can love your kids more than anything in the world. And some days you just don't want to be a parent. (laughs) And that's okay. All of this is okay. I want us to normalize burnout more. And again, I think we're getting better with it. I think that people talk about it, 
but talking about it isn't necessarily doing anything about it. Owning it. I am owning the fact that I am burnt out. And I'm very thankful for, for my producer for being like, yeah, talk about burnout. If that's what you're experiencing, that's what you should talk about. It was almost like freeing to hear that. Like, okay, I don't have to pretend that I'm not burnt out. I can just say it. I want us all to do that. I want us all to work on recognizing the signs of burnout. Sometimes it's not always possible, but if we can recognize when we're like a little burnt out before we get to the point of like sobbing on the floor, that would be lovely. <laughs> that would be great. Then we could hopefully act accordingly, take some time off, go on vacation, ask for help, those types of things. I hope that we all have the ability to do that, or at least the ability to practice doing that. And I think it's also important to normalize burnout for other people. Just in this podcast, I have shared, you know, the judgments that I felt on myself or the judgments I placed on myself. We're all placing judgments on ourselves all the time. And in a perfect world, we wouldn't be judging ourselves. But unfortunately, it's not a perfect world. So if there are ways that we can help other people not judge themselves, like my producer did, like when my producer was like, hey, Sort of like if you're burnt out, talk about it. If there are ways we can do that for our family members, for our friends, for our coworkers, how good would that feel? I think it would just feel so, so awesome. And I hope that I can do that for other people. So in my burnt out state, to kind of end this episode, I want to do a little segment that I've never done before. But this segment is called Therapist there are a lot of things that kind of piss me off as a therapist. But when I'm feeling burnt out, um, they piss me off even more. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that. I have a little bit more patience when I'm not feeling burnt out. But I want to talk about therapist and the things that you might be like, oh, that's a good thing. But as a therapist, oh, it just like irks me. Okay, so the biggest thing that pisses me off is when people say, oh, yoga is my therapy. Oh, the gym is my therapy. Oh, insert whatever is my therapy. I just, no. Yoga's great. The gym's great. All of those things are fantastic. I love those things. But it is not the same as therapy. Therapy is something else. So stop putting them in the same category because they are two different things. Wonderful things. That's great. I'm glad that yoga helps you. I am glad that the gym helps you or whatever it is. And that's wonderful, but it's not therapy. So like, let's stop saying that they're the same thing because they're different. Oh, that pisses me off. <laughs> Another thing that pisses me off. Oh my gosh is, and this is part of why, you know, I sometimes place judgments on myself, and I'm sure we all place judgments on ourselves about being burnt out. When people say things to me like, well, what do you really do all day? You just like listen to people, right? Like, that's it. Oh, that's like a punch to the gut. That is such a punch to the gut. And I think when people say that, I truly don't think they mean anything bad by it. I really don't think they do. I think they probably just don't understand what a therapist does because maybe they're not a therapist. So they don't, they don't know what it's like. But man, 
especially if you're already feeling burnt out and then someone's like, well, you don't really do anything all day besides listen to people. Ugh, that just sucks to hear. That really, really sucks to hear. All right. I've got, I've got two more things. The second to last thing that I'll say is another thing that there pisses me off is people in my personal life, maybe not like a close friend, but like an acquaintance or somebody I know will ask me for advice. And A, I'm probably caught off guard. B, I probably don't know the story. C, I probably don't, not that I don't care, but like I'm probably, it's more important to this person than it is to me, right? And so somebody will like ask me advice and I'll say, oh, that really sucks. Like, I, I don't know. And their response to that will be like, you're a therapist. That's all you have to say. Yeah, that stinks. I imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but like, I imagine that doctors and like nurses feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, one of my good friends is a nurse and I ask her medical questions all the time. And sometimes she's like, I don't know, drink some water. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you know everything? <laughs> but like, I feel the same way too. People will be like, well, don't you have anything better to say? <laughs> and I'm like, ah. No, I don't really know you. I don't know the whole story. It's like, you know, eight o'clock on a Thursday, just like, leave me be to whatever I'm doing. Like, that's a really, really hard thing. Because as much as I want to like help and support people and like provide insight and provide, you know, resources and things like that, I'm also not on all the time. And so that really pisses me off. And I'm sure other therapists can relate to that, can relate to people kind of wanting like a, some like golden answer randomly. And it's like, oh, unfortunately, that's not how it works. That's not at all how it works. Okay. And then the last thing that Sarah pisses me off, ugh, this happens all the time and it's happening more and more now. And it, oh my gosh, it drives me up a wall when I'll be talking to people, not clients, but like acquaintances or friends of friends or friends or whoever, right? In in my personal life. And they will try to teach me something about therapy that they learned off the internet. That drives me nuts. And like, I always want to learn. I always want to grow. I'm, I always want to like read articles and like learn about this and like hear this point of view. Like I always like those things, but it happens so often where I'll be like talking to a random person and the person will be like, oh, well, you know that like SSRIs are a medication that can help with, you know, anxiety and depression, like something like that, which is like a very, very well-known fact. And like, I can't fault the person because they probably read something and they're probably excited to, you know, hear about it and share about it. And that's lovely, but it's hard not to roll my eyes when that happens. It's very hard not to roll my eyes when that happens. Or even worse, if somebody comes and tells me something that's just like flat out not true. Like, I think I did a podcast episode about this, but like, oh, did you know that like serotonin is made in your gut? that's just flat out not true. And I'll tell people, I'm honest. I am certainly honest. I'll tell people like, um, that's not really true. But oftentimes when people are, you know, sharing this information, they, they're not in a place where they want to be told that things aren't true. <laughs> so usually they'll be like, oh, it is. I, I read it. I read it on this website. And I, I just have to, I have to practice patience and letting things go. But man, 
that drives me crazy. I will say, I don't mind at all when people come to me and say like, hey, I heard this, is it true? Or do you know if it's true? Or where could I find out if it's true? Like, that's totally fine. I think that's good. That's just like doing your research and learning. <laughs> but people try to do that all the time. And oh my goodness, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> so anyways, I was just about to apologize for being burnt out today, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say that's where I'm at today, and I am just okay-ish. I hope that people listening, if you are feeling burnt out or if you have felt burnt out, this will help you feel not so alone and normalize it and know that it's not going to last forever either. It will be okay. It will be totally, totally okay. Thanks so much, you guys, and I will see you next week. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at OKish Podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to OKishPodcast.com and submit a comment, question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.